Joining me now to discuss this, Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Mr. Gates, it's always great to see you. Took Slow Joe a while to stop his illegal immigration crisis or try to stop it. But, uh, Congressman, let's hear what Joe said to cause this crisis in the first place. Listen. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. <laughs> you should come. You should come, Biden says. Congressman, we know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and again and expecting a different result. Well, Joe is repeating Obama's mistakes and we're paying the price here in this country, yes? Absolutely. Joe Biden's policies are open arms to illegal immigration. And the crisis we have at the border right now is like a gathering storm and the flood is coming. What I can share with you, Chris, is that I've got intelligence directly from Northern Triangle countries that these cartels, these waves of illegal immigrants, they aren't just being fueled by the organized crime in that part of the world. They're also being funded by U.S. taxpayers. That's right. U.S. taxpayer money flows through the State Department, through USAID, and that money is ending up in the hands of NGOs that are advertising for and facilitating the caravan and movements of people into our country. It's sad to admit it, but the U.S. government may be one of the biggest human traffickers in the world because even after we get these folks, the policies of Joe Biden have us just sending them all around the country under a catch-and-release policy that Donald Trump had reversed with great success. Yeah, you know, we saw in the last administration that Mr. Biden was a part of in the Obama administration, they were famous for being all flash and no substance. And it seems to me that the same people who are part of that administration are part of this administration. That's why we call it Obama's third term. Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas refusing to call this what's going on at the border a crisis, which it is. Why do you think these people up there are stuck on semantics? Uh, this is about seizing political power, Chris. You see, first they want to incentivize the caravans to come into our country. Then they want to erode the voting laws in places like California, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, where Republicans were making gains in the last election cycle so that there is an ID check, so there is a verification that someone is in our country legally when they are voting. So it's a two-step process. Get folks here without permission and then utilize that for political power. And they have far too many people on the right willing to go along with it because the big business Republicans are willing to accept illegal immigration so that wages are lower, corporate profits are higher, and the American people are left screwed. That's why we need the American America First agenda so that we're not inviting people across our borders illegally to the economic, health, and security detriment of our fellow Americans. Yeah, and it seems, and I was going on this a little bit in the preamble and with the previous program as well, here, Congressman Gates, about the filibuster. Uh, the Democrats are now flip-flopping on this. Biden last night says he now supports, quote, reforming the filibuster. It seems they want to cram laws through that will make it impossible for you Republicans ever to have the majority again. Laws like H.R. 1. Am I wrong? 
If H.R. 1 passes, Republicans will be disadvantaged forever, not because they have properly expanded the franchise, but because they have instituted fraud into our system, ballot harvesting, degradation of the vote. Now, when it comes to the filibuster, it's interesting how Democrats' views have changed on this, but we knew they would, Chris, and you've made the point a lot that Republicans don't really know how to fight in Washington, that we're always just trying to you know, lose less ground than we might otherwise. Meanwhile, Democrats are on offense trying to seize ground. That's what they're doing with their attempt to reform the filibuster. Who knows what form or function that will take? Frankly, I think the filibuster could use some reform to modernize it, but I don't want to see that uh, as a vehicle for a massive power grab for voter fraud and then for bringing illegal aliens into the voting process illegitimately. And speaking of problems with the vote, a Michigan court ruled that the Michigan Secretary of State's absentee ballot order broke Michigan's election laws in the 2020 election. Question, shouldn't lawmakers in the state, in the states, in the various states, increase punishment for government officials who break election laws with mandatory jail times? As you know, Congressman, voting is our most sacred right, but it seems to me that you can be an elected official on the Democrat side and, and break election laws and get off scot-free. What do you think about mandatory jail time for those who would break election laws who are serving in government? Well, it won't make me feel any better about the result in Michigan if the Secretary of State goes to jail. It'll make me feel better if we actually fix the problem. The challenge we had in the last election is that we had the better candidate and the Democrats had better lawyers. We didn't catch any of the fraud in the act. We were always trying to reverse engineer that evidence. And so I think we need an effort on the right, like the Democrats built on the left with Eric Holder, where we go find one of our really smart operatives like Mark Meadows, and we go compete to win Secretary of State positions in the first place so that we get the right people on canvassing boards and we get people of courage in places like Wayne County, Michigan, for example, where they couldn't reconcile the votes cast to the voter rolls and then because the white people on the canvassing board all got called racists, they just caved despite not having that proper accounting and accuracy and integrity in the votes that resulted in the selection of the electors for the Electoral College. Right, and just really quickly, Congressman, are, do you, you don't object to stronger penalties for those in government who are caught violating election laws? I mean, isn't that, wouldn't that be kind of a good thing to make sure that there's a, a price to be paid when well, you would Chris, screw it, over? Uh, it's retroactive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, to me personally, I think that we need to focus our effort on the front end integrity and resiliency, less so than the back end punishment. We're only going to have so many bites at the apple to make reform. So personally, I would front load the reforms that would actually impact the result in a positive way rather than allowing them to steal the election and throwing them in prison afterwards. That would be my area of focus. Con Congressman, thank you very much.